Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 53. And we're going to talk talk about quiet men, emotional affairs, and taking responsibility. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 260 episodes about all things marriage-related, and we're here for you because we've gone through some crappy crap. <laughs> so that's what we do. That's why we do our show. This is right, and we hope you enjoy it. Uh, please join us on Instagram and Facebook every single morning, Monday through Friday. And as always... We are brought to you by audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Go to that URL to get your absolutely free ebook. And we live on. Not an ebook, it's an audiobook. We live on audiobooks, right? We listen to one every day, multiple every day, and sometimes the same book several times if they're that good. And you can absolutely get a free one if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Flower Wisdom. Hello. Um, we don't have a review of the day. I totally forgot to get one. So you five points forget. for Gryffindor. I always forget. I've forgotten twice. That's always. We're on episode 260. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Review of the day. We're awesome. And so are you. Thank you. Okay. I recently found out my husband is emotionally cheating and started sexting another girl and flirting. I'm so heartbroken. I don't know what to do. He tried justifying his actions, saying he did it because he's been unhappy with me being stuck in the same place in life and has tried helping me and he's just tired of it. He hasn't been completely happy for years. When we first started talking eight years ago, we'd always talk about what I want to achieve in life. He talked about how much he tried helping me and uh, tells me I've been a burden. No. Wait, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't have a job. Stay at home mom. Can't afford daycare right now. No car. He says I haven't achieved anything in life and I'm a failure at everything. He didn't even tell me about the affair. I found out by checking his phone because I've been having a suspicion. He was very apologetic and hugged me and tells me he wants us to work on things in our marriage, as do I, and I need to do better, but I'm so hurt by it all. I feel like it's too late now and hopeless. He does love me, but right now he doesn't really like me. We've been arguing a lot. 
lately. He says he was trying to find happiness elsewhere. I love him so much, and we have children. I want things to work out so bad, it, and it seems he wants to as well. I don't want our marriage to fall apart, but how do I trust him again? I don't know if I ever will or if, if he'll ever get past <clears throat> everything he doesn't like about me and focus on the future. It kills me because he means so much to me and how, how and our family does too. Okay. That's hmm. a tough one. It is a tough one, and I have a couple of uh, ideas for both people. I do too. I just want to jump through these screens here and sometimes I want to shake do that somebody. Too. I, I know. mean, this um, fires me up. I think that both of you are um, going through some stuff that you need to to uh, focus on more. I think both of you could do a lot of work. Well, f- here's my first question. Good morning, Laura. Does your husband listen to the podcast? That's the first mm-hmm. thing I want to say. Uh, if he doesn't tell them, tell him, that's where it has to start. If you, okay. If he, how do I say this? Mm-hmm. Let me think. I need to think. Your husband is telling you that he thinks you're a worthless piece of crap who hasn't done anything. How many children has he brought into this world? Right. Okay. He participated in that, but how many has he actually birthed? That's right. Does he stay home? You have a job. You have a job as a stay-at-home mom. You just said, I don't have a job. I can't afford day. No, you have a job. Mm-hmm. You're a mom. That's one of the hardest freaking jobs out there because it doesn't have a time clock. That's right. You can't turn that off, right? So your husband, if he wants your marriage to be better, he's going to start from episode one of Anatomy of Marriage and listen through all of the episodes mm-hmm. because that he needs to start with stop being a douche. You're not going to tell your wife that she doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell her, I've done everything for you. What You just sit around all day. Mm-hmm. Like, no, thank you. That's an X over right, that. Right. I'm going to stop myself, so I'm going to get pissed. <laughs> now your turn oh, to boy. talk. Okay, so I, I let's first start out with the husband. Um, you're married. You... Grow a pair. Should not be sexting or having an emotional affair. That doesn't do anything for your marriage except break it apart, Right. You, I don't think that you are justified in that. I can understand, like, okay, if he is, if I want to examine, and I'm not siding with anybody here, I want to examine the possible truths or the reality in the things that he is saying. He is frustrated at certain things about your behavior, about your, who you are, and they may be valid, right? Sometimes I'm, what? Sorry, it says, he says she's a failure and she hasn't oh, achieved anything. That's okay, not yeah, so valid. That's, that's not, that's not I get valid, right? Saying. But, he, I don't know what his point of view, if he's just a crazy, total, irrational jerk, which I doubt that he is because most people aren't, there is some reality and validity to our complaints, right? So I want to look beyond that and go, okay, you know, you say that you believe your, your wife is a failure. What do you really mean by that? Is she a real failure? Does she just eat bonbons all day and sit around and do nothing? No, absolutely not. So let's uncover that. Maybe you've been disappointed by that too. Maybe you feel like I'm working hard. We don't talk. We don't connect mm-hmm. um, appropriately like I want to. But maybe he doesn't know how to say it. So, you know, you can go to our website and get the clearing structure and start there. So I want to see his perspective as well. Because in any question here that we get, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, she's a B. And yeah, you're totally right. Or he's a jerk. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like that is not a very objective or unbiased opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And we can only go with what we have in the question. So, okay. Emotional affair, sexting, cut that crap out. Obviously, that's ridiculous. And blaming her for it. Well, I did this because I'm not blah, blah, blah. Go read some books. Go get some resources. Go yeah. talk to people well, it to sounds... find that for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 
what I'm hearing in that comment is like, you're a failure. You've never achieved anything. It sounds to me like he is weighing her achievement against his life goals, his objectives, and, what he thinks right. is a measure of success, which is always going to be different mm -hmm. when you involve children. Right. One of the parents, unless you have like a, I don't know, a nanny or something, mm -hmm. like one of you is going to have to parent at some time, mm -hmm. right? And if your measure of success is you have a full-time job and you own a BMW, but you're, you know, at home with two tiny kids, mm -hmm. then you're, you are, yes, you're always going to fail and not hit that mark. But again, mm -hmm. change your expectations. This is a season of life in which I think we need to have a crap ton of grace mm -hmm. for what it looks like to have a different level of achievement. Right. When you're a mom, and I mean, we had at one point when our two first kids were born, Mariner was 15 months old. So he had just turned one when Tuff was born, mm -hmm. right? So I had two kids in diapers. They looked like twins. Like they weren't, but they looked like they were. Mm -hmm. You know how hard that was? Do you know how hard it was to just like go get groceries without... I mean, there was meltdowns like the entire time. I mean, doesn't doesn't matter what I was doing. There's a diaper. There was a kid crying. There was a kid, whatever. Just doing the basics of living mm -hmm. was so incredibly hard. And if Seth had measured my success against his, then yeah, I would have been failing every single day. Right, right. And I think this, you know, this guy may be... <laughs> projecting too right like mm -hmm. oh you're a failure in this and it, it and i don't know why this came up to me but um like projecting okay and and this it this never works and it always like comes out in the end it's like okay you know how sometimes we hear in news and stuff like some like anti-gay person like christian leader who is like talks out about you oh, know, homosexuality and, they, yeah. and, and gay folks and then they get caught you know in the in the airport bathroom having sex with a dude you know i'm like Okay, you yeah. were projecting That's your projecting. disdain for stuff, yeah. but all the while you were feeling it inside and like hating yourself and That's all this stuff. That's a really stuff, great right? example so, of that. So, you know, if, if, if I'm calling, oh, you're such a failure, such a whatever, it's like, no, I'm going to take a step back and be like, do I really think I'm a failure? Do I yeah. wish my job was different? Do I wish my career was different? If so, your husband is sexting somebody and having an emotional affair, he might be projecting his own feelings of failure onto you because... Mm -hmm. That's what people do. Like yeah. people do that, and it's right. the dumbest thing. I've done it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you've sexted before. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so <laughs> only so, you, <laughs> right? So just, um, I want to. I, I would like for you guys to level this out. Like, I don't know if I will ever get past everything. How do I trust again? It, it is possible. It is rebuildable. Dep but first, yeah. you have to come to like a plateau of like all this. You S gotta word tear stuff like, is like done. Here we are. Here we go. Yeah. We want to move forward. You gotta like knock all the Jenga pieces down. Like you, <clears throat> y'all have like a peak, a crooked, gonna topple down tower. Knock it all over and start from scratch. And if your husband's not willing to do that with like the most open heart ever, then it that's it's gonna be super hard, super difficult. long journey. Yeah. But I want to say on the other end of this, your husband, what he's doing, because there was a another thread you had responded to that said he is on his phone all the time. So just heads up, this is a total addiction. Our phones are designed to be addictive. The notification sound is, an, is like Pavlov's dogs. It's right. a bell and it makes you drool. You go, oh, someone's thinking of me. A classic, Facebook message, an email classic message. Classic conditioning. But yeah, yep. it is classic. We are classic con classically conditioned by our phones, by Facebook, by anything that has a <laughs> notification, anything that buzzes or lights up. So there's an element of this with your husband where, I mean, if he wants to change, again, step number one, 
Go back and have him listen to all of Anatomy of Marriage starting at the very beginning. Just start mm-hmm. with season one. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Just start there and do the workbook. Go to anatomyofmarriage.com and get the workbook for season one. There's a right. free audio workbook too. You don't even have to read because I love you. Um, <laughs> so have him start there. The second thing is assessing his phone addiction. We all have addictions to stuff if we're on phones all the time. And there is like an actual mechanism in our brain that like the randomness of getting an email, oh, it might be something really exciting. Mm. Like it's like playing um, a slot machine. Right. It's like what gambling is, right? You Mm -hmm. go, oh, an email. It could be anything. I could have won money. Yeah, and <laughs> like, I've heard something recently. It's uh, th- it we're addicted to the chance, yeah. of something. Mm-hmm. You know, like go check email one million times a day, just mm-hmm. on the off chance that we might get a you know fun email from somebody we've been looking forward to yeah. or whatever. You know, yeah, and like so that. The, I want to address from the husband's side that this is a legit addiction. Um, and I'm not val- I'm not saying oh it's fine. <laughs> it's just an addiction. Mm-hmm. I'm saying no. You need to like. Again, knock all the Jenga pieces off. If that means you set your phone upside down on silent or you turn it off for three hours after work Mm -hmm. so that you can be present with your wife so that you can repair things, do that. But don't be foolish and think, it's just my phone. Mm-hmm. It's just the eve. It's just no. It's an addiction that like you create a cycle of addiction when you start going on dating apps and sexting people. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's going to happen. So let's all be grown ups about it. Let's all be smarter than our phones and smarter than the design of things to be addicted to. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to say like I'm not saying that that's the reason he does things and it's okay, but it's a thing to consider as you if you're going to walk through healing right. together with this. You have to address that. Somebody says I was going to say i appreciate that you guys are always trying to see from the bad guy's side and humanize that person yep thank you (laughs) given an objective view i mean i'm a therapist i'm a professional we've been there like i've been a total a-hole to seth for a bunch of different reasons a bunch Uh, like a thousand different times a thousand different times so there i mean if we don't teach all sides of this stuff then it's not going to help anybody right we can't be bullies tricking ourselves what where's the thread to be bullies oh i don't know it's but, somewhere. You emailed it to me. But before... Can you be, get it? Yeah. Um, While you talk? No. I can't. Hold on. So I wanted to talk about, before we do this next thing, I want to talk about the idea of taking responsibility for our actions. Because we've gotten a lot of emails from... Um, here it is right there. Okay. We've gotten a lot of emails from... A lot of times it's the ladies mm-hmm. who are like... My husband is sexting. My husband thinks I'm an idiot. My husband is this. My husband is that. First of all, I want to ask you, what is happening with men in the world? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I, but I do, I really do want to talk about, um, like, as a married, if you're married or if you're in a serious dating relationship or you want to be in one or you're a parent, it is time to grow up, right? Like, it is, <laughs> I spit on your face. Um Forgive me. It is time to figure out how we can have ownership over our own behaviors and mm-hmm. stop blaming people. You want to grab those two books on my thing? Your nightstand, huh? It's not our nightstand? <laughs> yep. Okay. What you're talking about is <clears throat> a book called... Extreme Ownership. It. Extreme Ownership by Leif Babin and Jocko Willink. And then another one that I'm reading is Discipline Equals Freedom. And this is by Jocko Willink, too. He's a, uh, a SEAL, uh, Navy SEAL guy, and like super crazy motivated and disciplined, and he's got a lot of good lessons. So continue. What? <laughs> All I can think of is one of the SEAL people on the Irish movie. He's one of those. He's a, a Selkie. Selkie. <laughs> 
No, Jocko Willink is not a selfie. Um, no, I just think it's really important that we, because we were doing this forever in our relationship. We were blaming each right. other. Seth would go, "Well, I don't touch you because you're always so cold. You 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 fidget if I touch you. If I touch you, you that's, pull away." That's true. But is it my responsibility to like placate your every need for you to be able to touch me, or no. can you just touch me and be like strong about it? Yep. Uh, but I think it's really important for people to think about this and talk about it in their relationships really um, intentionally because mm-hmm. and look for blame look for where you're blaming your partner for your happiness and and look for where you're doing this with your children um, I think that's a really good one too because we you said uh, blaming for happiness you mean blaming them if you're unhappy yes I'm sorry look for the places where you're blaming your partner for the reasons that you are not happy. How about this idea? And I've been listening to a million podcasts and all this stuff, and I think, good Lord, I am just talking to myself, and I just need to listen to myself, what I'm saying. I think that um, your face changed. I'm you, listening you, to you, you. You got all like... Dewey-eyed. Like somber. Yeah, it was I really beautiful. You. I love you too. <laughs> what were you saying? I, um, that was cute. Uh, what was I saying? You had to, you're talking to yourself. I'm talking to myself, and I, I think that literally as a sovereign person, and I've been thinking a lot about sovereignty right now, not like the sovereignty of God or whatever, the sovereignty of your own person, it's like you are effing responsible for every single thing. Yeah. You cannot complain. You cannot do this if it's bad change your situation yeah and change how you perceive we have to start cussing on the show we because cannot. i can't not anymore. we have to not cuss it's not okay uh, <laughs> oh uh we can't cuss okay, okay. i don't I'm, okay. i have I'm, a heart I'm, for not right. cussing I'm, okay i'm kidding and you know i like to be dramatic or whatever you do love the drama i do um i think that I, that's a really uh-huh. I, I think that we don't realize that like people don't re- i don't realize it it's it's like thinking like a kid. Yeah. Why'd you hit your brother? Hit me first. Uh. Sure. Okay. That's fine. <clears throat> but Why are you unhappy? My sucker is purple. I <laughs> wanted red. <laughs> right. And it's everything is. Oh. Yeah. It's your responsibility. It is, you know. Here, put it this way: we create what our um, sick of this. We create what our perception of the world is. We don't realize that we do it. So in our family of origin, it was created for us. So I'm going to mm-hmm. throw out this idea. Mm. So like. Again, I have I come from a, a line of very jumpy women. Like we're like <gasps> you're like chickens. We're like chickens. Everything is scary. Everything is not, nothing is safe. Don't travel. That's creepy. Hotels are scary. Strangers are scary. Food from other lands scary. Right. That's the home I grew up in, and I was like that for a really long time mm. because I thought, well, that's just me, right? Until you and I started dating, and the very first thing we did was we drove three thousand miles five people in a five-seater car all the way to, to South Carolina, right? right? And as I was going there, I remember having this thought in my mind like, oh, ew, ho- hotels are gross. Like traveling, this is gross. And I was like, I'm enjoying this a lot. Mm. But this is gross. This is wrong. I'm really having fun, mm. right? So I had these like flip-flopping ideas of like... So you were, you, you were, uh, you were in a state of cognitive dissonance the yeah. whole time. Yes, I, the whole time I was thinking... I've been told that this is just the worst, mm-hmm. but it's so much fun. And yeah, I'm driving all through the night. It's it's negative 25 degrees. My feet are cold and, mm. you know, I'm crying in the car about it, but it was so much fun, right? It was like, the best. It really was the best. And so I had this moment of, wait, I actually have to take ownership of what I believe this 
traveling to be mm-hmm. instead of what I was taught. Just inadvertent, not like my parents overtly said, this is wrong, don't do it. It was just what I kind of absorbed because we didn't travel much mm-hmm. as kids. There was also five of us, so that makes more Good sense morning, now. Good morning, Lily. But, um, but I want to say, we create what we believe a situation is and brings to us. So if I'm stuck in the airport and my plane is late and I'm having to stay there for five hours, I can either go, oh, worst day ever. See, everything mm-hmm. bad always happens to me, right? Mm-hmm. Or I can be like, oh, this is happening. What do I do now? Let's right. find a book to read. Or I can freak out and be like, everything bad is going to go, right? Like we have our options, but we don't think we do because we go on autopilot, right? Mm-hmm. And when that's applied to things like our parenting and our relationships and our home and our friendships, it's not great to be on auto- autopilot because it's it removes our like... Um, our autonomy, our selfness, our like our sovereignty, mm-hmm. really. Like mm-hmm. our, when we say sovereignty, we're referring to Ryan Mickler's book. He yeah. does the Order of Man podcast. It's over Dude there is rad. He's got a big old beard, but he uh, he brought up this concept of sovereignty. Like I just look it up. I guess is mm-hmm. the best way to say it. But I think there's so much to be said in this. Like we are sovereign humans, meaning. I have a choice as to if you are a total a-hole to me, mm-hmm. I don't need to be an a-hole back. You don't have to. You can choose to. I can choose to. What? And like, but then you can sit in, in that, like, right? Like, oh, well, she made me mad. No, I chose to get mad because sometimes it feels good to get mad. And I want to zing you. So that's me. Zing. I chose to zing you and that's it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. even even that's empowering. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I lost my S. But I chose to. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And so I think it's really interesting because it's like, I'm not going to let Seth have control over my emotions and feelings. Like, <clears throat> does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. if I think of it that way, I think it's helpful to think of like, I, it just because he zinged me doesn't mean I have to have a crappy day. Mm-hmm. Even if what he said was very hurtful, he didn't, I don't need to sink with that ship. Like, why? He's mm-hmm. going to feel different in 20 minutes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> No, we need to cry about it. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, okay, I just well, wanted to talk about this idea of yeah. ownership and responsibility for your feelings and behaviors and your actions and the way you interpret the way that people treat you. I don't know. I just think it's really important because there are too many men on the on like there's too many women in the women's group saying my husband says terrible mean things to me. He's a jerk. He doesn't want to do anything. So dudes, okay, women, get your husbands to listen mm. and dudes freaking step it up like not i'm not saying because you're a man mm-hmm. all humans step it up all humans right so good segue into this next thing right yeah i think men respond a certain way because there are certain ways that uh, we've been acculturated to that are appropriate i'm gonna uh you know <clears throat> lose my stuff and yell at you and call you a bad name or whatever get angry you mm-hmm. know be aggressive and seek conflict right because that's that's what men are supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. However, that's not the best way, and we're going to go into this. So, can I say something really fast? No, um, <laughs> it's like uh, we think like society has made a template that we must follow, and then we don't follow that template, mm-hmm. and then it does not do us service. Does that make sense? Yes. Like we have a, um, I, I'm not. There's no mold in which I should conform to. Does that make sense? I mm-hmm. need to be myself. And have ownership of my behaviors, right? right? Um, I don't know if that made sense, but it, mm-hmm. just like this idea of a template that society gives men is they can only get angry, they can only be lustful, right? And mm-hmm. those are not your only options. Make mm-hmm. your own template, mm-hmm. your highest sovereignty version of your own template, right? And and live in that space, not the space that society or culture has created for you. Anyway, exactly. Go ahead and read your thread. Okay, I don't so, read the names though. No, I'm not reading any names. So this is a thread from the Anatomy 
of Marriage Men's Group that I wanted to share because it's it's really cool and it's a long thread. Um, so okay, and we have one of our guys, one of our mateys. That's what you call Excuse them, me. AOM mateys. <laughs> AOM AOM AO mateys. AOMities. I don't know. Okay, I debated on whether to share, but I had a moment yesterday where I just had this huge onset of anxiety. I slipped under the covers and just wanted to try to run away from it. Two hours later, my wife comes in and has to pry what's wrong out of me. I realize that I have a very hard time being vulnerable with my wife. If I show that weakness, she'll get sick of me. Um, this is his thought, which a lot of us have. I'm grateful for her love and her patience. Moving forward, I'm going to try to do better to let her in, even in my weakest moments. And then another dude says, since you debated to share this, how come you decided to share? And he says, I think I was taught I needed to be the man of my family, that I needed to carry all the burden and being vulnerable showed weakness. My dad was very internal and a very internal and introverted person. I didn't often communicate with my mom that he needed help. I guess I've fallen in those footsteps and I'm feeling... um, Oh, what a, then I get anxious and overwhelmed. Even in that moment, it was hard to get the words out and communicate effectively. And another bro says, wow, bro, how did it feel physically? And then the other bro says, it felt good yet weird. I think there's still some unresolved hurt that I have um, about past relationships, and we have a bunch of kids, and I'm afraid that she'll get sick and leave me. Um, another dude says, yeah, right, uh, um, I get it. Even there are strange times when it uh, when you feel it's resolved. I don't think true love, and I do. Well, I, yeah, I don't know didn't. that one. Sorry, I messed that one up. Um, it's quite all right. I have a tendency to ramble. And then another guy says, "I have a hard time being vulnerable many times, and all it does is create an often unhealthy explosion." And then I wrote. Being quiet is easier for me. I kind of hate opening up. It's weird and doesn't feel so good. I always tell myself I can handle it and things will go away and they don't seem to go away. Then another bro says, that's exactly how I feel and that's what I do. I get halfway through opening up and I'll be like, never mind. And my wife just tells me she can't help unless I tell her what's going on. Um, then another guy says, man, this is definitely something I've dealt with. Also kind of feel like as a man, I should just get over it. And I was like, geez, guys, I think most men feel this way. It's crazy to think that we have to keep all this in. So what do you think of reading that? I know you knew some of this stuff anyway, but like, what do you think? I mean, that's a long thread of dudes basically saying the same thing. Um, I think that that means we need to be having these conversations in a new way in our relationships, even as wives, because I've thought that forever. Like, I can't help you if you don't say what it is that you need help with. Mm -hmm. But now that you're now that you read that thread, I'm realizing it's not that you can't say it. It's that you don't have the uh, you don't have the like acculturation to know how to say it in the way that women are taught to share their feelings. Men are not taught how to do it. Mm -hmm. So we need a space to practice. Would you rather run five miles and bench press 200 pounds 100 times, or would you rather cry? Which one? Cry. Not. I don't even have an option. If I was walking to the gym to bench press, I'd be crying. I'd already be doing it. (laughs) So let me just put that a little in perspective. Like, crying is like, it's not cool. It's really cool. <laughs> no, it's not. It, it's hard, right? So like yeah. a lot of a lot of guys, not most guys, I don't want to stereotype everybody, but for me and like some of these dudes, it's like, yeah, I would rather go cut grass and sweat. Even and, if and you're like, by yourself? And cut my finger. By yourself? What? Crying. You wouldn't cry even if you're alone? No. Why? Because it's hard. It feels stupid. It feels stupid? Yes. Even if you're alone and no one can Mostly. see you? Men, I need y'all's help on this. Like what? <laughs> For real. Then what can you do? Nothing. Because I swear. You can, you can get angry. You can build stuff. You can solve problems. You can. Shove it down. Drink alcohol. You can do whatever. Hmm. 
I'm serious. I'm, yeah, I'm not judging you. I'm not saying you're not serious. I think it's an interesting conversation mm-hmm. that we need to be having and how do we approach repairing this? Right. So I'm not saying that like, oh, there's nothing um, false. I cry way too much. Hey, that's fine. I'm not saying that crying is not okay. I'm just saying that for it for me uh, I tell guess us it's hard. why cry- so it says while cutting the gra- <laughs> <laughs> i cry while cutting the grass right tell me why tell us why mm-hmm. crying is okay and why it's good and why it feels because i think right. this is what i think in mm-hmm. the process of losing friends over the last year mm-hmm. and this a bunch of different grief and loss that i've had to process mm-hmm. through the ra- last couple of years I feel like it if I don't cry all of the tears, mm. which sometimes it's like, when will these stinking tears end? Really? Then I'm going to cry them later anyway. It's like they get stored up yeah. and eventually it's like the tears are just the valve release for that sadness. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get it all out, it's not gone. It's just up there somewhere, right. ready yeah. to like be released at a time that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like the body's kind of release pressure yeah. valve, right? And so it's like a detox for the eyes. <laughs> um, well, it's but the, the, the whole body. So let's see. What's my up, wife Paul? would love to see more care enough to cry. My me wife would love to see to me care enough to cry. You probably care you enough. You do to care cry. enough. Um, but it's like releasing I said, releasing enough. It's, it's letting go enough. And I think that's what's so. That's what's. It's not that you don't care. It's that you don't know how to let go of the like the template that society has given you that says crying is right. for weak idiots. Men show that they care by going to work and doing stuff and what. I could go to work too. That ain't how I show you I care. I said men. No, I'm so dummy. mad. <laughs> you call me a dummy <laughs> on a marriage podcast. Um, and my mom's watching too. <laughs> hi. Um, what else, men, do you think about this? Because mm-hmm. I want to figure this out. I mm-hmm. think it's vitally important because I will say the, que- the very first question that we asked in this episode was about a man who is sexting someone he's not married to. Mm-hmm. And I, I guarantee you, if he could process his feelings and thoughts, not necessarily cry, mm-hmm. but be like the adult version of a married person and mm-hmm. talk about it, he wouldn't be doing that behavior because that's like right. you're bench pressing 100 pounds and cutting well, the grass. Also, so that's his emotional release. Like uh, physical affairs don't start with like, oh, I just want to get it on with that person. It's not that. It's because something else is missing in yeah. the marriage unless you are you have some weird like sex addiction or you're a psychopath or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, um, okay, this isn't filling my cup. I have to get my cup filled. Mm-hmm. You go, you go other places. Right? Well, think about this. Something, <laughs> something. This is a bad metaphor. <laughs> something moves into the place where there was nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> something takes the place. How about that? Right. Uh, you know, it's like a puzzle is, piece. It. Yeah. What I like, think of is when you said uh, the filling my cup concept. Like this guy in the the first question is saying, "Well, my, you, my wife doesn't fulfill me, so of course I'm going to go, you know, like cheat on her." Mm-hmm. So it's like having a cup that you're asking your partner to fill, right? But then you're covering it with your hand. Not crying. Mm-hmm. I'm covering it with mm-hmm. my hand. To Not some, sharing. Yeah, I'm covering some, it with my hand. To some degree. Yeah. Right? Because you can't, I don't know. You mm-hmm. can't share essences when you cover the cup. I don't know. SI. So let's see. I want my husband to meet me at my emotional level. And sometimes that comes off in a different ways than, uh, than I want to see. So, okay. I understand your question, but. I don't think that's a question. Well, um, you want your husband to meet you at your emotional level. So, what are you asking of him? Like, have tell him what you want. Have female emotions. Yeah. Like, you know, read and connect and attune in that way. Because 
uh, he's not a, a female. Sure, yeah. we can share some of those characteristics. But if I like, uh, if that's the, like, I want Melanie to like hunting as much as I do. You know, I want you to know and feel it and know of what. No, you're never going to and you don't want to, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, but that doesn't mean that we can't connect. Yeah. And well, and, be and, supportive and like yeah. have a, have a, uh, an interaction around that, mm-hmm. you know? So saying like, I want my hus- husband, well, yeah, be more specific instead of like, okay, I, I do tell, I do tell him I'm an eight. There is no questions for what I want. <laughs> I think he just gets intimidated. Yeah. Oh girl, maybe. I feel that. Mm. Uh, I tell Seth what I want all the time. And he's Are you like, an eight? no, you're seven. I'm a seven, eight wing. Eight is what comes out the second I feel <laughs> unhappy. You're Seven I, chicken wing. Chicken wing, huh? Um, I think that that's really important, though. And here's the way I want to reframe it for you. Mm. Um, because I do, I feel that. I feel what you're saying. Like, if I'm in a state of emotion where I'm like, I'm feeling stressed, I want to cry, I need you to attune to that and, mm-hmm. like, line up emotionally with me, you, I will tell him what I want, and he mm-hmm. does. He, like, shuts down and goes, I don't know how to do that, mm-hmm. right? But here's the way I want to think of it. Mm. I am asking from you mm-hmm. uh, for the medicine that you give to me as oh, a human, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about this, but I think it was just a personal conversation, though. I don't think it was on an episode. It was an email a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so like we give one another medicine. That sounds really stupid and really woo-woo, but we do. Like go kiss a baby. <laughs> That's medicine, right? right? Like go hug someone you really love. That is medicine for your soul. Mm-hmm. And Seth doesn't often know what medicine I need or want from him. And mm-hmm. I say need as in like desire not need like i can't live without it Mm -hmm. um but so if i can communicate to him hey when you rub my shoulders and rub my feet and talk to me and and brush my hair Mm. that is a type of medicine that i need i don't care how much you understand it Mm -hmm. that's not what i care about same thing the opposite way with um intimacy like set and we've talked about this in the past in past episodes where it's like sex might mean something different to seth than it means to me Mm -hmm. and he can communicate that to me in a way that is uh, thoughtful, careful, um, respectful, respectful. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the word I was trying to think of. And so we are medicine for one another. And mm. in that we can't remove part of our dosages by not crying and be emotionally available for our partner and be like, here's your medicine. It's kind of like a garden, right? Like you take care of your garden. Like you give it, you till the soil, you give it water, mm-hmm. you, I don't know, plant it in a sunny place. Right. Uh-huh. So you're, you're giving it, the medicine and then what does it do in return it gives you, gives you veggies food. and berries mm-hmm. and watermelons mm-hmm. you know stuff. yeah yeah i love that i like that idea a lot but i think that that goes to this conversation of mm-hmm. um you're reading the thread from the men's group and and even ownership the ownership concept of like you you have something to give your partner mm-hmm. and you have a reciprocal relationship to create mm-hmm. and so have ownership over what that looks like what it means for you both and That's how right. to how to work through that well mm-hmm. i don't know i'm excited about yeah, it yeah so great conversation mom i hope you're still on here i love you <laughs> i hope you're having an awesome time at the beach hey hon hey hon <laughs> so yes remember to go to anatomy no blah. Remember to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook. We live on these things. And remember to go rate and review. And another last thing, sorry for all these tags at the end, but next week is the Seattle AOM meetup. It's our actual very first meetup. We did our very first AOM conference, uh, conference in Chicago this year. And we hope that this is a precursor to bigger things. Mm-hmm. So join us. Uh, go to the Eventbrite link on our website and Facebook page mm-hmm. to join us there it's gonna be awesome so yeah and and please 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 join our facebook group 
it's the men's and the women's there. Right. The community that we're developing and the community of y'all is so amazing, so helpful. The second that a woman posts, she has an issue or a thought or a mm-hmm. concern or can you pray for me or will you help me? There is like immediately a ton of comments so thank you for being amazing in the women's group Mm -hmm. but also if you're not in the women's group or the men's group go join them they're Mm -hmm. awesome yeah it's free how about this the order of man podcast has over fifty-five thousand facebook group members right fifty-five thousand dudes i want us to get five thousand in each group five thousand men's group five thousand women's group that would be awesome that's a goal so there's a ton of things here so what we're gonna have to sorry tony we have we're we're gonna wrap up this episode and might we might hang out on instagram facebook and everything but thank you guys so much for an amazing morning yeah so tony can you email us that please that'd be awesome and we'll read it later so all right love you guys have a good friday and a good weekend bye